This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. But the big news of the day, it is NBA free agency. We got Harrison Barnes signing a three-year, $54 million extension to stay with the Kings. James Harden wants out with the Sixers. And is Kyrie Irving going to the Suns to discuss these things with us and more? It is our good friend, Brendan Witted. Follow him on Twitter at HUCosell. Check out his work at BisonExpress.com. Brendan, what's going on, man? What's good, bro? How you doing, fam? Doing very well. You sound like you're in uh, 4th of July mode, right? Oh, absolutely. 100%. You, you I, like you're like, I'm, I'm 100% all in 4th of J- July mode. Hundred uh, percent. And are you in NBA free agency mode? Are you like just watching? Is is there a ticker going? Are, are, are deals flying, or when does it start heating up? Actually, like I see everybody well, talking well, about it, but I expected there to be more moves. Honestly, at this point, I mean, look, we're we're all like I was personally shocked by the CP3 trade. Um, sure. If I'm being honest, I thought it was one of the worst contracts in the NBA. <laughs> like he's he's got sixty million dollars due for the last for the last two years of his deal, and he has not been healthy for quite a time well, because he's like forty years old. For, so for, like, for, for the Warriors, wasn't that more about who they were shipping out than who they were bringing in? So it's so it's super weird, right? Like so he's you know Jordan Poole was supposed to be the future, and so the idea that they are now completely moving on from that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Like, okay, he had a bad postseason, but, like, it feels like he should still be there. And so I'm very, very confused. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that's a lot of internal stuff going on. And I also assume that that also means that they're going to re-up with Draymond, right? Like, you don't you don't yes. move on from the future if, if Draymond's still going to be there because there's obviously static between the two. Uh, and so for Jordan Poole, shout out. You don't have to go to work with somebody to knock you out. So fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'm not picking sides on that, uh, more, but I see it the same way you do, where it seemed like those two weren't going to work together. And rather than try and work it out, just make yeah. the change. Like as much, it might be eating a, a CP3 contract you don't like, but um, if, if you're just going to let that fester, that's going to get in the way of the team reaching its max potential. Um, all right, let me ask you this question. Is there a... Is there a theme to this year's free agency? I feel like some some years the theme is, oh, the the salary cap just went up a bunch. Everybody's flush with cash. Sometimes the the, the theme is there's uh there's a million there's point guards galore to be had out there. Sometimes the theme is uh there's no it's it's a weak class. There's nobody out there. Is is there a theme to uh, to this year's free agency? I think the theme is um, Forrest Gump. Like where you don't know what you're going to get, where you see Rudy Gobert go for like four first rounders. And then you see Bradley Bill go for like some pick swaps, right? Like, like there's just things to be had that we didn't know that were going to go on. I mentioned CP3 earlier, like there's just some stuff going and moving and teams that think it's always whatever happens with the trade deadline as, or, or, or the trade season is always like, it's a reflection of where your team thinks that they are like a lot of, there's always a lot of talk from people like you and my for like, Hey, well, I think the team is here. I think the team is here, but the team will show you where they, where they think they are on their scale and on their timeline. And so if you're the warriors, if you're going in with CB three and that big contract, then I guess, I, I guess that means that you think that you are 
very, very close. And that you can add this little piece that's going to get you over that hump that, that, that derailed you against the Lakers this time. Um, if you're the, if you're the Wizards, hey, we need somebody to put up these numbers because there's nobody on our team that's going to do so. We're so early in our, in our rebuild mode that we can just have pool go for like, you know, hey, hey, go for 40 a night, right? Like just go shoot your shots. It doesn't matter because we're still trying to rebuild. And it's, and that's kind of the most interesting thing. Like Dallas, Dallas to me was one of the more interesting and low key maybe moves uh, of, of the draft. They move back from 10 to 12. They get a trade exception. They use it on homes from Sacramento. Uh, they get lively from Duke. And like they're like trying to, they're, they're, they're trying to build around two defensive efficiencies that they have in Luca and Kyrie. Like that's, that's, I know it's not a, it wasn't maybe national news, but that was major to me because it's like, all right, so y'all think y'all are getting Kyrie back, right? And so that's the thing with these teams, they will show you who they think they are. And that's far more important than the people that will talk about what they do. Um, I got a question. If you're James Harden, Kyrie Irving, if you're A, good enough, which they have been at times, there's a question about whether or not, especially for Harden, if he still is that good, and B, if your contract is big enough, you basically don't have to wait to be a free agent to create sort of a free agency opportunity, right? Like, you may not be true free agent where you could talk to every team, but you can decide that you want to move teams and not just have to wait to, to your free agency like a, an average person. Um, my question with both those guys uh, Kyrie's obviously won a title, so let's take him out of this. James Harden, I felt like is there's there are guys who, in my mind, just didn't win a title or haven't won a title, and then there are guys who also, in my mind, with whom I don't think you could win a title. For example, Charles Barkley did not win a title, but I don't think the way Charles Barkley played the game prevented his team from winning a title, right? I feel like... Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, they're dudes who are amazingly talented, and I'll pay the money to go watch them play, and I love them, and I want to see them play. When it comes down to can you win a title with them, I'm not sure that that I ever put them in the category of, like, yes, you can win a title with them, right? Um, where James Harden, at this point, I feel like he has fallen into, I'm not sure you can win a title with this guy because he's going, to, at the end of the day, He's going to revert back to playing the way he wants to play, and that's not title-winning basketball. Am I crazy to see him that way? And uh, and the, the the larger question: What will his value be to teams now? Who and how will they view him? Right. So he picked up his option to make him a little bit easier to trade for. Right. Um, it's tough, man. Like I thought, Harden played a hell of a season this year. He led the league in assists. Like he had really adapted and changed the way that he played. Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90% give the money and then we meet every year and go through status reports, have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Obviously, both him and Embiid came up small in game seven. But he won, like, Harden won you two games in that series. And so, like, I can't, I can't 
wholly just be like, hey, you can't win with him because he played well. He wasn't the number one guy. And B was supposed to be the number one guy. And as much flack as Harden has taken, it was supposed to be Embiid's show in game seven because that's your team. That's your guy, right? Like you're, you're, you know, people are like, well, would you pay Harden this amount of money? Like, cool. But he was supposed to be the number two. And he, he played like he, if you, if your number two wins you two games, you really can't be salty about him not coming up big in game seven. Sure. I think that you can win with Harden. He's played some, I mean, like, the the closest team that came to beating that Warriors team with Durant, which is the best team I've ever seen in my life, was that Rocket squad, right? Now he didn't come up particularly big in the in the most crucial parts of that one, but 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 he was on that team, and so and he pushed them to the limit. I, I I'm just not willing to give up on him. Maybe maybe and and maybe that's what it is. It's, I'm not willing to give up on him. He changed how he played enough during the regular season. He came into he came into the season in shape, like he was all about the squad. He took less money so they could get PJ Tucker. He gave you everything that you're supposed to to give, particularly as a number two. I just don't think that you can just just wholeheartedly be like, nah, whatever. It's it like he he's he's. The, the style of play because he changed his style of play. I know that it wasn't the most aesthetically pleasing thing when he was with the Rockets a lot of times, was a lot of one on five, but that's kind of how that team was built to work that way. I'm not going to take that out on him. Brendan Witted, check out his work for Swarm and Sting covering the Hornets. Check out his work at Bison Express. Uh, you got plans for the 4th of July, my man? Uh, yeah. I'm, well, so tonight I'm actually hitting up my boy's pride. Uh, uh, party. That's, that's going to be lit. And then, uh, I'm supposed to go see my cousins in like Maryland, Maryland, not be more in DMV, Maryland, like actual Maryland. <laughs> right. And it's like in the middle of nowhere. It's like, oh, come on, guys. But like, I, I said I was going to go. I don't know if you've ever made plans at a point where you were just like super energetic and then like later on, but like, you know what? That's not uh, it's, it, it sounds like they got enough people. They got a quorum without you if uh, if you need. Uh... I, feel, I feel that way too, but I haven't seen them in a minute. So like, and it's family. You know, you know how family is. Like, it's like, all right. Well, I said I was gonna go. I, I texted my cousin already that I was gonna go. So like, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna show face. I'm gonna show face. Right. right? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna show face and then and then hit him with the with the Irish goodbye at the end. Probably just dip out at some point. All right, have a good 4th of July. Enjoy NBA free agency, and we will talk to you soon, my man. Appreciate the time. Absolutely. Appreciate it, bro. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes, like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. A 12-to-1 student-to-faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.